Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be a little quiet here. We're going to give a, a little prayer on your fossil. What happened who were killed this week during the shooting rampage and also the Congolese citizens that were wiped out in the military offensive in eastern Congo three days earlier. So for one minute. Moment of silence. Thank you. What's going on? This side, you can't see the bingo. A little solemn today, a little reflect. those emails and calls online and texting me, hoping, you know, that I rec- uh, speed recovery. It's been a struggle. I'm almost there. People said they didn't really understand how ill I was until they heard me blowing my nose in the background. But people, it's been a very solemn week, but I hope you're doing well wherever you are. We're coming live on direct from Los Angeles, California. In a few weeks, we'll be coming live on direct from San and the two weeks uh, winter break. We'll be coming live and direct from New York and Boston, Massachusetts. So, people, how you doing out there? How are things going? If you want to call in live, you can reach me at 646-595-2892, 646-595-2892. Come with me with news about the day or ask questions about a world event, local event, US and USA event, international event, European event. Or if you want, you could also chat with me live, as many had done last week. Yeah. I actually have two boards going on. So some people are like, well, wait, we're on one board. We don't see anybody. Yeah, but I run two consecutive boards. The actual one that I run. So what is going on out there today? Let's get to the news, the headlines. At first, we have talked about the tragic shooting at Fort Hood, military base here in the United States. Um, apparently, his name was, uh, he was a major who actually counseled many soldiers when they returned from overseas, primarily Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, went on a shooting rampage, killing 13 people, which came to a halt where when a young lady as part of the special response team approached the gunman and gunned him down. Um, it's been very interesting the exchange wider terrorist plot, but the investigation has learned or is leading to the conclusion that he didn't reach out to any uh, about the war. He's becoming disenfranchised about the war. And being Muslim, he was really concerned about fighting other Muslims unit or if he would have been kept uh, behind the lines in the rear base. So we will talk more about that briefly in the commentary section when we talk about those that are mourning uh, the event at Fort Hood 
And I also asked the question for you to think of Congolese listeners out there and they were the deal. One thing I've been very impressed with President Obama being on the plane several days ago, uh, saluting the caskets, I believe it's a C-135 or I think it's a C-5, uh, with embedding bears. I haven't seen anything outside of our annual memorial we, we, we host. We just put our six. But beyond that, never by any of these organizations, That claim the then because of the Congo. I've seen a lot of symposiums. This symposium for today. So let's start with mixing up. Let's come with entertainment news. Mojo.com. So let's go for the week of November 6th through the 8th, 2009. Though it's budget, it's it's still holding strong, coming from the Sony. Gross $14 million, down 39.7%. It is currently playing in 3,000-plus studios, uh, theaters. I apologize for that, theaters. Uh, $14.3 million. It's playing in 2,443 Theaters is averaging $5,448, and its total gross is $13.3 million on a budget of the movie coming in fourth, and ironically, the fourth, the fourth kind, directed by Nigerian. Uh, now, out here in Los Angeles, me at this moment, for almost 12,527 theaters, it's average. Screen uh, take it up to nine hundred dollars for a total gross of twelve point five which is an increase of five of one hundred and fifty four theaters. It's averaging three thousand plus dollars for a grand total of ninety seven point four dollars on a film that cost fifteen thousand dollars to make and what was made three years ago. You would like to know, you you may want the box from Warner Brothers. It grossed seven point eight million dollars. It's playing in two thousand plus screens with an average take of two thousand plus dollars for a total gross of seven point eight million dollars on a budget of dollars. Number seven is Couples Retreat coming from Universal. That's down five percent, playing in. 2,800 theaters. Uh, that's a, a loss. $9. Number eight is Jamie Foxx, Law Abiding Citizen from Overture Pictures. Gross $6.1 million in the loss of 16.6%, playing in 2,474 screens. That's a loss of 290 theaters. Its average take is $2,495 for a gross. Uh, take uh, $60.8 million on a budget of $50 million. It has not made a profit yet. Coming in, number nine is Where the Wild Things Are from Warner Brothers. It grows $4.2 million. That's down 28.8%, playing in 2,756 screens. It's down 889 screens. Its average take was one. $2.2 million on a budget of $100 million. Let's take it up three more. Let's go up to number 10. 
We'll take it up to about number 13 or 14. Astro Boy from Summit Pictures grows $2.5 million. That's minus, that's down 25.2%, playing in 1,918 screens. That's a loss of 1,102 movie theaters. Uh, that, what that means, people, is that if it's playing in 1,009 uh, theaters and it's down 1,102, that means 1,102 movie theaters are no longer playing the picture. Its average take was $1,349 for a total gross of $15 million on a budget of $65 million. That is right, right now, that can rightly be considered a bomb. Also, number 11, uh, 6 from Lionsgate Films, Two million again for a net. Five theaters, which is an average of nine hundred and fifty-six dollars per screen for a total gross of twenty-six point two million dollars on a budget of eleven million dollars. What's been coming around actually is two movies you've been talking about. At number fourteen, we have Amelia. We're skipping the stepfather. Can't give you the number. The step. Father at number 12, gross $1.8 million. That's down 0.5% from his previous take. It's playing $150 million. Number 14, Amelia, coming from Fox Searchlight, made $1.8 million. That's minus 40.7%. That's playing currently on one. Screen, that's minus 40 screens. His average take is $1. His gross, gross right now is $11 million on a budget of $40 million. Nothing moved or motivated to see the movie, but a lot of my people, a lot of my constituents have been uh, sending the emails back and forth that it's a must-see. Uh, this movie is called Precious, and it's based on the novel Push by Sapphire from Lionsgate Films grossed $1.8 million on 18 screens. That's an average take of $100,000 per theater screen. Well, take right now on a budget of 10 minutes like that. And that the less screens it plays in, somewhat full of screens, where otherwise they were not in those theaters if the movie was playing nearby. So it's kind of, there's not a movie theater in downtown L.A., well, there's a Regal. There's not a movie theater in downtown L.A., but there is a movie in, we'll say, in Silver Lake. So all of us will go to that movie in, we'll say, a 20-mile radius to go see this film. So is the box office based on word of mouth and people are, are loving this film and more people are seeing this film? Or is it based on the fact that since it's only playing in 18 screens, nationwide is forcing more people into a concentrated area where they ordinarily wouldn't go see a movie anyways, so thereby somewhat inflating the number. But in Hollywood, business is business. It made $1.8 million on 18 screens. That's a take, people, on, of $100,000 per screen. That is per screen, which makes it screen average, which makes it the number one film on a per-screen basis. See what happens why. I believe it's supposed to go national uh, this coming Friday, so we'll keep you abreast as that transpires. People, we are now at our first break here. Let's give a little music. What can we do for the people? Hmm. No, they're not ready for that yet. No, they're not ready for that yet. Let's give a little break music, a little break music, a little house music for our little first commercial. Give me a little bass line. Thank you. 
people, welcome back we are from our first commercial break. We actually having technical difficulties because we're running four boards here for four different shows concurrently and causing feedback on one. So hopefully it's not affecting, impacting you people live and direct. Now let's go on to sports. We're going to mix it up, mix it up a little bit. We're going to do sports next. Then we'll come up to business and the U.S. health news and things like that, things along those lines. Uh, people in the NFL today, uh, we have the Washington Redskins losing to the Atlanta Falcons 31-17. Uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals beating the Chicago Bears 41-21. Cincinnati continues its run of defeating the Baltimore Ravens 17-7. Indianapolis remains undefeated until next week when they play the Patriots, but that's not the conversation altogether. <laughs> Anyways, Indiana defeated Houston today. 24-21. New England defeated Miami 27-17. to Tampa Bay is now, win, is now in the win column. They have defeated Green Bay. My God. Tampa Bay defeated Green Bay 38-28. Carolina Panthers by beating the Carolina Panthers 30-20. Seattle Seahawks 32-20. San Diego Chargers recent spiral downward, 21 to 20. Titans defeated San Francisco 49ers, 4 to 27. Down top of Philadelphia, 7-0. Yeah. Has the ball. Yes, my question. And, uh, Run it out. Of, you can run from that formation. Run and do the option from that formation. Do a pass out of that formation. But the way to defeat it is if you run corners off the side, you can stop it for a loss in the backfield. A few of my people have asked me about New Orleans. What do I think about New Orleans? I think New Orleans is, is a talented team, great offense, great defense. But it was brought to my attention by – My colleagues already is how New Orleans the defense lives off turnovers, and should they not get turnovers, how will they function then? So we will find out when they. Well, I don't know. I know they have three high octane offenses to be playing this coming next couple of weeks here. So, people, that is the NFL news. I know people are saying, well, what about the NBA? What about the NBA? Well, what about the NBA? All right, let me get some information here. But I'll be remiss in congratulating So all my Yankees there, that'd be Lee, Levi Simmons, this young kid, Devon, that goes as a, a sixth grader at the school where I teach, New Design Charter School. He's a Bronx fan. It's all you New York Yankees fans out there. Congratulations on the win. I'm sad that the West Red Sox didn't pull out this year, but the Red Sox will be back next people. Those of the New Yankee stripes, or the stripes or blue or whatever. I don't care. The Yankees, I don't like them, but congratulations. In NBA News, 25-100, we have Boston Celtics believe, beating, believing, correct, right? <laughs> believing. <laughs> we have Celtics beating the New Jersey in Charlotte, 93-90. We have Milwaukee, the 99. We have the Los Angeles Clippers defeating Memphis, 113-110. We have Phoenix defeating Washington, 102-90. We have Detroit the Phoenix. I'm sorry, Philadelphia, 88-81. We have, who is Oklahoma defeating Orlando, 99-70. And we have currently, actually, let's take it back. Oklahoma is currently on top in the fourth quarter defeating Orlando 99 to 70 and currently in the first quarter Portland is at 18 Minnesota is at 12 that is the sports update for today people and again yes 
I'll give it up. The Yankees are the world champion, and I don't care because I don't like the Yankees, but I have to give love where love is due. And I have to give congratulations where congratulations is due. As we go around the world in sports, people always wonder about sports abroad. Well, let me tell you a sport that I'm waiting for, and I'm going to tell you straight up. World Cup soccer that's supposed to take place in South Africa in 2010. I'm looking forward to being down there, checking it out. I've never been to SA. I really have no interest in the core of the countries on the continent of Africa. So right now, that is at, that is at the top of my to-do list around the world. Ah, let's go to England. What happened in England? Well, Manchester United is just getting correct. Oh, my God. What's going on with Manchester United? Chelsea is just taking because John Terry grabs the only goal of the game. John Terry is the player for Chelsea's Premier League to lead five points and deal a big blow to Manchester United title chances. Oh, my God. That, that, that used to be, you know. <sighs> Manchester United, you see, I was kind of like a scrub team. I don't know what's going on with it. Let's go find it for you guys here. So we can dig up here on our other board. Wow, look at all these emails coming in. All right, people, I'll get to your questions and answers shortly. And, yes, we are having a technical problem. We have a conflict in the network of the topology. I teach that. Basically, the data is being interfered with by something on the network. So you may hear me come in and out today. So I apologize we clean things up here. Now, let's see here. We talked about football. We talked about baseball, we talked about basketball, we have to come back to, since we're an international audience here, we must go to soccer and give the world what's going on, information what's going on in the world of soccer. Football, some people will call it. So, do you want to know, let's, let me take a survey in the back here, do you guys want to know about the U.S. soccer field, or do you want to know about the international soccer field, let's take a poll. Mm-hmm, 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 all right. To know about the major league soccer fields, the major league soccer teams that are playing here in the United States. Basically, what happens is that well, well, some soccer team here in uh, the United States. Some teams are okay, and some teams are kind of scrubby. So let me give you. I believe they're in the playoffs right now. So let's get some information for you about where everything stands at this moment. All right. Uh, for the major league playoffs, basically, usually travels back to England. You know, they play the European the leagues over there, but he will stay for the major league playoffs here. Now, in the games we have in the first leg, we have RSL one defeating Columbus one uh, zero, and then the second leg we have RSL three defeating RSL defeating Columbus three to two. In the first leg with RSL defeating Columbus one zero. In the first leg of the playoffs, this would be. Was that Spain? All right, Lake. That's the soccer squad out of South Lake. Salt Lake. Come out of Columbus, Ohio. So right now, uh, Columbus Crew is seed number one, and Real Salt Lake is seed number four. Uh, Chicago Fire number two is clashing with number three, New England Revolution. The first leg, New England defeated Chicago. They came back defeating New England 2-0. That is the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, we have the number one seed, Los Angeles Galaxy, versus number four, Chivas USA. In the first leg, Los Angeles defeated Chivas USA. Actually, it didn't. It was a tie. 2-2. It will be Chivas USA versus Los Angeles. That will take place. should be taking place actually in a few hours, in about an hour and a half at 7.30 Eastern time. So the game should be taking place as we, and as we go in the second part of the Western Number two, Houston Dynamo versus the number three seed, Seattle Sounders FC. In the first leg, Houston and Seattle battled to a tie. In the second leg, Houston defeated Seattle 1-0. People, for today, let's commercial break. Here do we want to create for you people out there, national audience. So let's give a little kick here. No, do we want to do that? 
like uh, this cut here. So let's give this to you people out here on the international scene because now we are free to do what we want. So here it is. Talk to me, Lisa Gerard. smooth cut from Lisa Gerard from the Gladiator soundtrack people I think it's more appropriate we are free to do what we need to do and we are free to make a difference in this world sadly so many people choose to do nothing and step, sit idly by and watch it go by their front window and complain and moan and do nothing but if you have the time and energy to, mil- to moan and come time to make a difference wherever you are and whatever you want to do and be what you want to be or help somebody be what they want to be, what they need to be, what they see they can be in their mind. People, let's come into the world news today. Well, actually, let's go with the U.S. 
and talk about what's going on in the world. The biggest news right now is the passing of the health care. Big news, actually. People are emailing me left and right saying, Sai, did you see what happened? They, the House Democrats, you know, they, who, who voted against, against the health care bill. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Oh, they're like, oh, sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, sorry, we apologize. The other way around, the health care bill has gotten has got passed. I'm like, really? You know, of course, the biggest debate right now has been health care, outside of the unemployment rate, which is currently hovering at 0.8%. That's including those people who uh, well, basically just joined the world this week. But if you include those that have just stopped looking for work, if, uh, on top of that, if you include those temporary workers who will have a job tomorrow and will not have a job on Tuesday because the assignment is over, the unemployment rate, particularly in California, tops 10%. The recovery is struggling and staggering, but we'll talk more about that in the economics, uh, the money business section of the world. All right, so bear with me. But the biggest message of the health care bill, but not a full passage, as we come to New York Times, where it says the White House growing concern that the congressional timetable for passing a health care overhaul could slip into next year is stepping up pressure on the Senate for quick action with President Obama appearing Sunday in the Rose Garden to call on senators to take up, to quote, take up the baton and bring this effort. had barely been counted when the White House began getting legislation passed in the Senate. People, the House voted to pass this, and dangerously for Obama, Nancy, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has been getting a lot of credit for bringing the alliance together to get passed. But now it must get past the Senate. And already the people, the Senate Majority Leader and a few other members of the Senate are saying it will not pass. So this will be a uh, meaningless victory if the Senate does not pass. And it will differ substantially the House passed measure on issues like a government-run plan and how to pay for coverage. The bill is stalled while the budget analysis assess its overall cost. The slim margin of the House, the bill passed with just two votes to spare, and 39 Democrats opposed it to just even greater challenges in the Senate with the majority leader, Harry Reid of Nevada. in his caucus. When the independence Lieberman says he will not approve the bill, one of the things that was, rec- that was pushed strongly in the, the, the bill that just passed in the House was stronger control over abortion funding. But the major issue that many in the Senate are having is that they're struggling with the aspect of the government having control over an insurance option for the, the masses out there of the uninsured, which I will say again, one of the main problems in this health care debate, of this health care situation, is the millions of people. That can afford health care and are choosing the agenda on comprehensive health, a goal that has eluded presidents for decades. While Democrats were forced to make major concessions on insurance coverage, Rose Garden of the American people like this are why they sent in quote the latest word on the health situation when it's really years ago failed miserably see uh, people to talk about it but not try to push it so will he will President Obama get this legislation passed through? Will the Senate allow this bill as it stands to get the Senate vote and become uh, law, say, say? Or will the Senate say we don't like this and send it back? Interesting people want to know, Ingrid want to know, hope they're not being sued by making a statement. People, let's continue on with the, the U.S. news. And again, as we spoke about earlier, the tragedy at Fort Hood. Very, Very tragic. My people here are working on getting the names of those that were killed in this tragic, you know, in the 
U.S. National Guard and the United States Army Reserve. You know, that your life may be in jeopardy at home, on the home base. So people will give this to you in reference to uh, the people with me, uh, the people in the age. Okay, uh, Sandy, can you give me the list of the people? For some reason, what I have, ah, I think I have it here. I'll give you a brief insert on all, on each Mr. Cahill, 62-year-old retired National Guardsman, was one of the 13 killed at Fort Hood on Thursday afternoon by gunmen authorities identified as Major Nadeel Malik. Mr. Cahill relished his citizens' contract with the Army so much. Here, hold on for one moment. We have Captain Russell Seeger of Racine, Wisconsin. With Clement J. Zablowski Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Milwaukee. He also Fort Combat Stress Control Detachment out of Madison, Wisconsin. Let's continue on. We have Sergeant Army. We have Sergeant. 29 of Keele, Wisconsin. He joined the Army shortly after the September 11th attacks. A few years after graduating from high school in a small town of Wisconsin, we have Captain John Gaffney, 56, of the Mesa area of San Diego, who had worked with mentally disabled adults in San Diego, had also been deployed as part of a reserve combat unit. Wow. It says here, in all... Defense units from Massachusetts and during an affairs officer. Also killed in this tragedy was Staff Sergeant M. DeCrow, 32 of Evans, Georgia, was training soldiers on how to help veterans in processing paperwork, according to the Associated Press. He leaves behind a wife and a 13-year-old daughter. We also continue with Private First Class Michael joined the Army year training to deactivate bombs and was known for his nimble fingers on his fender Stratocaster. D. Hunt, 22, joined the military three years ago because he told his grandmother in Frederick, Oklahoma, quote, it was time to grow up, end quote. And when his two-year-old commitment was enlisted for six more years right in the middle of the Iraq desert on his 21st birthday, end quote. It says a lot about a Friday. I believe we're missing some names here. If more names come across and I'll pass that on to you. It's really tragic. It is really Frederick Green, 29 of Mount and see the merch. Well, as I say it again, I'm deeply sad and bored. And we'll talk more about this in the commentary in a Let's go to business news, since the world is a strange place, as we take talk, look around. Let's see. The Dow, the Nikkei in Japan, is at 9,797.75. That's plus 8.4%. That's an increase of 0.09%. The Hansing, the exchange in Hong Kong, closed at 22,098.35. That's an increase per average of... 268.63. That's an increase per stock at 1.23%. And the Shanghai in China closed up 0.09%. That's no change from the previous index. Let's go to the U.S. markets here, see what's happening. A lot of people have been writing me saying, you know, they appreciate that I give them information regarding the news when it comes to uh, the international markets because many people tend to focus on just the local, the local market like the NASDAQ. In the U.S., the Standard & Poor's 500 closed at 1,069.30. That's up 33.11%. Uh, That's an increase of average share, 
I'm sorry, that is plus 3.20%. The Dow closed above 10,000 at 10,023.42. That's up 310.69. That's the average movement on the, start, on the shares of 3.20%. And the NASDAQ closed at 2,112.44. That's up 67.3. That's an increase of plus 3.20. Well, the business as it stands. So it's been very interesting these days of uh, where do you put your money? I mean, literally, where do you put your money? Do you put in a saving account that's paying like nothing? Do you put in a checking account that's paying less than nothing? Do you buy uh, treasury bills or uh, certificate of deposit from the bank that are paying, you know, 2%? I remember years ago, these uh, CDs and T-bills, these treasury bonds are paying 30%. And I believe some are expiring now or will be expiring in a few years, being that some of these uh, bonds are 30-year bonds. So, people, that is the news as it stands on the business front. Let's go over here to find out a little humor here in the world market. China is brought to my attention. will be lending $10 billion to countries on the African continent. We'll get more into that right now. Let's get the headlines coming out of Britain. In court, made a ruling. Given to you, but it's running a little slow with me. But as it says here, coming out of. London, the question before the judge is one of as ancient and day elf. Who is a Jew? On the surface, the court was considering a straightforward challenge to the admissions policy of 300,000 or so Jews pitting members of various Jewish denominations against one another. Basically, it stands as this. The case began where a 12-year-old boy, an observant Jew whose father is Jewish and whose mother in 1732 as a Jew, it is the centerpiece of North London's Jewish community. It has around 1,900 students, but it gets far more applicants than it accepts. Britain has nearly 7,000 publicly financed religious schools representing Judaism as well as, as the Church of England, Catholic schools can in busy years give preference within their own faith using criteria laid down by designated authorities. But what would happen here? Let's see what's the problem here. Ah, by ministry standards, the JF, JFS applicant identified him as M is Jew. But not she is Orthodox synagogue. The school said she was not a Jew, nor was her son. It turned down his application. That would have been the end of it. But M's family sued, saying that the school we had to swim. They but the ruling kind of appeal this summer. In an exposed decision, the court concluded that basing school admissions on a classic test of Judaism, whether one's mother's Jewish, was by definition discriminatory, where the rationale was quote benign or malignant malignant, theological or supremacist, quote, the court, I'm sorry, the court wrote, makes it no less and no more unlawful. We will follow this as it transpires. That's very interesting because of the mother, the father just is a converted in a ceremony and not an orthodox ceremony. The child is considered not a Jew. This should be very interesting how this develops. We will keep an eye on this. Oh, and by the way, people, just to let you know, 20 years ago this week, the Berlin came down as Henry Kissinger and Mikhail Gorbachev. Was it Gorbachev? Was he the president at that time? I'm not too sure. And those met in Europe to celebrate the fall of the wall. Those that don't remember the Berlin Wall, it divided, it divided Germany into East and West. High unemployment, struggling life was in East Germany. A better way of life was in the West. And at one point, the the high, the poignant moment of when the wall came down was when a young lady and her child became the first person, people, to enter West Berlin from the east. The border guard didn't know where to shoot them or open the gate. 
she said that the uh, the major but they asked her, where's your luggage? She goes, I didn't bring any. I want to make sure I can get through first. Then I'll come back and get the luggage. 20 years ago, the Berlin Wall came down. Now, let's talk about another thing here. China pledges $10 billion to Africa. This is coming from the New York Times in the business section, um, the world section, actually. Beijing, China offered African governments a multi-billion dollar package of financial and technical assistance on Sunday, stepping up a courtship that already has gained Beijing wide access to oil and minerals across perhaps the most resource-rich continent in the world. Prime Minister Wen Jiawao pledged to grant African countries $10 billion in low-interest development loans over the next three years to establish a $1 billion loan program for small and medium-sized businesses and to, give the, and to forgive the remaining debt on certain interest-free loans that China previously granted less developed African nations. Mr. Wen made the pledge in an address to the Forum on China-African Cooperation. Cooperation, I'm sorry. Yeah, cooperation, I apologize. Held in the Egyptian city of Sham el-Sheikh, the $10 billion in new loans is double the amount that, that China pledged at the last meeting in 2006. The debt forgiveness continues a series of annual loan cancellations. That's back to 2006, people. Mr. Wen told officials of the 49 African nations in attendance that this year's session, quote, represents a new stage of development in relations with Africa, end quote. Besides the financial assistance, Mr. Wen also promised to form a partnership to address climate change in Afri Africa, including the building of 100 clean energy projects, clean energy projects across the continent. Beijing will also remove tariffs on most exports to China from the least developed African nations that do diplomatic relations with Taiwan and sponsor an array of other programs in health, culture, and agriculture. Let's take that back one more, one more time, people. Beijing will also remove tariffs on most exports to China from the least developed African nations that and sponsor an array of other programs in health, education, culture, and agriculture. The gesture is likely to further cement China's good relations with many African nations and may help address rising concern in some quarters that China is merely replacing Europe as a colonial power. China's focus on extracting oil and minerals from Africa has drawn some criticism from African scholars and labor and safety conditions that some Chinese-run mines and smelters have set off outcries by African workers. Some critics say that the flood of low-cost Chinese goods into African cities has displaced products once made by local workers. People, that is true. I can attest to that. That local local workers' products have been displaced. That, for example, in Katanga, when the recession hit and reached Congo, Chinese uh, mines, Chinese owned mines closed. If you had a job on Wednesday and you went back on Thursday, the gates was locked, the employers was gone, and you were standing there wondering what was happening. They were fleeing and just basically devastating economies. And what happened? Happens on a lot of uh, not all of them, but the majority. When they set up, for example, in Sudan or other countries, they hire their own workers. They basically create a mini city on their company. Have the indigenous people in this case, and basically working on the street, working the low, minimum, menial jobs. We continue here. China has long offered low interest loans to African nations, usually on the condition that governments spend the money on Chinese-made goods or on projects built by Chinese companies. I say this again to you. China has long offered long interest loan, low interest loans to African nations, usually on the condition that governments spend the money on Chinese-made goods or on projects built by Chinese companies. African governments have eagerly accepted loan, the loans in part because they are free of conditions that international Western lenders often attach to loans, like improvements in governments. One result is that China has become a major builder of Africa's infrastructure, including railroads, highways, and canals. The loans and other overtures have turned China into one of Africa's largest trading partners. Trade has soared to $106.8 billion last year, from about $10 billion in 2000, the year 2000. Chinese direct investment in Africa leads 81% in the first six months of this year to $552 million, according to the Commerce, Commerce Ministry. That's coming from the New York Times the business, in the World Business Report. Minutes left. Let's take our last break before we close off. And we'll give you a little music here. What do we want to talk about? Uh, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? What do you guys want to do out there in the studio? No, we'll use that to close off the segment. You know, in the international world, 
let's give a little touch here of a the uh, combination of a global and black culture. Let's hear a little bit of James Brown and a Pavarotti as we talk about the world. In this case, it's a man's world. talking about the global community. Pavarotti getting down, James Brown. You hear it? This is actually this actually took place in Italy. And as you heard, the crowd's going wild to see James B. on the stage. He's up there with Michael. I'm live and direct from Italy. Well, not live and direct right now, but it was live and direct from Italy. Pavarotti getting down with the so people. We're in our last four minutes here. I want to close the commentary. Soldiers wearing the uniform, the United States military, mourning the loss at Fort Hood, seeing heads down low, tears, embraces, flags at half-staff at federal buildings, Obama making comments that it's a tragic situation, a tragic event, a, a, a loss beyond description. We also saw President Obama coming off the carriers, the transport, the C-5, escorting the fallen soldiers from the conflicts in the Middle East and Afghanistan back to the United States and standing and giving salute. It touched my heart and touched my spirit, and it just shows that, you know, we have to remember there are people out there wearing a uniform right now that are doing things that you don't know of, doing things that you wouldn't do, and doing things that you couldn't do and don't know how to do to... Defend what you have at this moment, wherever you may be. Now that may be that was in Congo, who defend the country in '96 and defend the country, defending the country in '96 as the uh, army 
of Zaire and defended the country again in 98 as the Army of Congo, the FAS and the FAC. Who's mourning for those soldiers? I've seen pictures laying being left in the road. Who's mourning for those soldiers and supporting those soldiers out there with their family, growing food, not being paid, that's on their feet, that's not benefiting, benefiting them. People, we have to honor them. We have to remember them. If we don't, they're going to think we don't love them. And we have to love them because they're fighting for our country. So Congolese, forget all these conferences and symposiums and running your miles back and forth talking about who's the real friend of the Congo and who's not the real friend of the Congo, who's not doing enough and who is doing enough. It's all about the country, but let's not make it about your, let's not make it about ourselves. Let's make it about the country. Let's not use the country to uplift us. Let's use ourselves to uplift Congo. People, that is today's side, the biggest symposium. My prayers go out to the families that have lost their, their, their family members at the Fort Hood tragedy, those that died in El Salvador in the floods. And, hey, you guys in New Orleans, brace for that hurricane is coming away. I hope it's not like Katrina. Let's do what we got to do. People, let's get out of here. And as we talk about love, let's talk about I want your love, a little bit of ambient mix here as we close off the show. Thank you, and see you next week. a little bonus today. Let's take this off the air for a few minutes here. And a little chat that just people want to know what's wrong. I want your love. You're on next.